Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. A good morning to you. It is The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang. Let's talk about the process of rebranding a business. It's not easy, especially the business is kind of at its peak, right? Yeah, it's totally. I mean, it's challenging at any point, but you're right. You know, at its peak, it can be even more challenging. Will it work? Won't it work? Uh, then what? You know, so you might just actually undo all the good that you've done so far or you could elevate it. Uh, recently, it was announced that Singapore-headquartered decentralized protocol developers Switchio Labs has rebranded its flagship layer to decentralized finance protocol Switchio Trade Hub to Carbon. And this is after the company itself went through a rebranding back in January. So the strategic change uncouples the protocol from the larger Switchio Labs brand, reflecting the company's commitment to decentralizing the protocol. Now, Carbon aims to become the foundational layer of decentralized financial ecosystems while being highly connective in a multi-chain world. I know, we've given you a lot of information. Let's get into the why. On the line with us this morning is Ivan Poon, the CEO of Switchio Labs. Ivan, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Thank you. I suppose to start us off, I mean, we, we kind of introduced Switchio Labs, but perhaps uh, you could help us out. I'm sure you could do a better job. Tell us more about it. No problem. So Switchio Labs is a protocol development company in Singapore. We started in 2018. And currently, our, our main focus is in building out and guiding this decentralized protocol, which, as you mentioned, we've just rebranded it from Switchio Trade Hub to Carbon. Okay, so tell us more about why you saw the need to rebrand. We also tell a little about Carbon. Carbon is actually a, it's a protocol that focuses on allowing users to perform complex financial transactions with ultra-low fees. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you, you guys have heard of like other digital ledger technologies such as Bitcoin and Ethereum. However, these earlier generation protocols do have some limitations. So for example, Bitcoin is only able to do transactions that involve transfer of value from peer to peer, so from person A to person B. Uh, whereas Ethereum can run arbitrary programs on the blockchain, but currently suffers from scalability issues which result in really high fees for users. So Carbon is actually our novel take at solving these problems by acting as a secondary layer on top of these incumbent blockchains. Uh, and it allows users to perform uh, very sophisticated financial transactions without any of the downsides I just mentioned. Who are you targeting in terms of age group or dem- demographics? Some examples could be businesses who, who want to reduce their uh, financial costs, okay. uh, fi- yeah, finance-related costs. So an example could be a business leveraging the protocol to create a financial contract and enter a sort of bilateral swap with another business, for example. They are in the blockchain space, they could also purchase a cryptocurrency put option as an overall market hedge. So by doing these things uh, directly peer-to-peer, it allows them to avoid fees incurred from banks and uh, perhaps reduce legal costs as well. Thing is, uh, Switchio is known as one of the pioneers in the blockchain space here. Uh, tell us more about that journey. How did you get into the space? How did you see and know uh, that this is what you ought to be doing in order to better cater uh, to this ever-evolving segment? Well, so me and my co-founders, we have been observing the digital ledger, ledger space um, for quite a while. And while using it, we actually realized that 
uh, the current chains, the current protocols out there don't solve the, the full spectrum of needs. So, um, like I mentioned, Ethereum has certain issues. Bitcoin uh, is uh, unable to do more complex sort of transactions. And that's why we, we really we started to left with the vision to uh, complete what these uh, legacy chains did and, and really make it possible to decentralize every sort of financial transaction. Were there challenges in implementing these processes? And, you know, where are you, where are you guys at right now in terms of the people that you're targeting? Have you, has it worked? Has the decentralizing worked? Well, so, so far we've, we've seen quite a bit of traction. I think today we have processed over two, 200 million uh, in terms of financial flows. And just recently we also integrated, we really supported other blockchains such as Zulika, which within a week has seen over 10 million. Now, the thing is, the operations of decentralized finance platforms go towards a range of considerations, right? We've got anti-money laundering, also consumer protection. Some investors, experts, regulators also have called for greater regulatory clarity. When actually decentralized systems were built to avoid regulation, some point out. Uh, nevertheless, some believe it's necessary. Where do you stand on this, considering regulation could directly or indirectly impact your work? Well, in terms of regulations, we do our best to comply to, to all, all uh, applicable regulations. Uh, however, we have, we have stepped away from involving ourselves in terms of any sort of custodial activity, any sort of ownership activity, and that's why now we just focus currently on protocol development. Uh, in the same way that uh, open source developers will, will build on uh, or build up blockchains like Bitcoin and Ethereum, and, and we leave it to the users to interact these uh, public and open source uh, technologies by themselves. We're on the line this morning with Ivan Poon, the CEO of Switchio Labs. I suppose, you know, with everything that you guys you guys have done, uh, there's an important question. Um, how, how does or what sets Carbon apart from other protocols that are already available in the market? Well, so I think the most interesting thing for Carbon is that it acts as a decentralized finance building block rather than a uh, sort of uh, blockchain that, that's very generic. So uh, prior to this, developing decentralized finance on, say, Ethereum will entail writing smart contracts in a programming language called Solidity, which demands quite a high level of expertise, actually. So the difficulty in getting it built right also grows exponentially when you when the complexity of the program uh, increases. So Carbon is actually decision engineered for decentralized finance, meaning that it's much easier to build stuff correctly on top of it. And so businesses can actually uh, develop uh, much quicker on it as well. Yeah, so, so I was just going to add on that um, that the, the protocol also comes in with, comes with buildings that are already commonly used in DeFi, such as uh, automated market makers, on-chain order books, and uh, full, full cross-chain support. Right. Um, we've been told that uh, this protocol is at the forefront of Asia's blockchain shift. Uh, describe the magnitude of that project for us considering this and why just Asia? Well, I, I, I do think this shift is really global movement, of course, not just limited to, to Asia. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, and and I think that the, the main reason that we are at the forefront of this is because of uh, the, the way it's designed. Uh, the way that we focus on what really matters, which is basically financial transactions. So uh, by, by doing by narrowing the scope to this, um, you, you actually 
the users of this protocol don't compete with other users. So, for example, uh, there, there are things like blockchain games going on right now and uh, other things like NFTs. And these, actually, uh, these users actually compete for the throughput and the space on the protocol and uh, increases the overall cost for the, for, 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 uh, the financial users. So by removing this segment of, um, of scope, right, um, it allows uh, the, the, the protocol to, to conduct these transactions at a really, really low cost. Where do you see the future when it comes to all of this? I mean, you've got firms like yourself uh, you're doing things to make it easier. Uh, you've got a demographic, demographic of audience that you're targeting, and obviously it's with a view of the future. Where do you see the whole blockchain ecosystem going in the next five years? Well, um, I, I do see it taking over somewhat um, the, the tradi- uh, in the traditional finance space. Uh, we see that the SEC has just put, uh, approved the first Bitcoin ETF, right? But at the end of the day, I think uh, we do need to improve in terms of usability mm. uh, for end users and businesses. And that's uh, the key to uh, really getting this global adoption. The technology itself, I do feel it's superior in almost every way and form compared to how how we're doing things currently. What is the next usability issue that you intend to tackle? Because you said it is very important, right, moving forward. So what's next? Yeah, so so what we're seeing right now is the qualification of different blockchains and protocols. And this actually makes it very hard for users to get a grasp of what's going on. So today I already mentioned three of them, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Carbon. And to be able to interact with this uh, blockchain easily, uh, both users and businesses need to be able to uh, uh, communicate with them in a very fitful and very um, understandable manner. And so the, the, the key here is in wallets. We do need a much better wallet technology, such that, uh, it's, uh, that it's even superior to, say, your banking app, uh, such that just by looking at a wallet interface, you actually understand what you need to know rather than being uh, bogged down by technical jargons or technicalities of the blockchain. Now, Ivan, uh, with ESG very much on investors' radar these days, of course, the environmental impact of blockchain transactions is increasingly under scrutiny as well. Uh, for instance, critics have been saying that cryptocurrency mining is bad for the environment. Although things have improved recently because of China's recent crypto crackdown, people are moving to other places where energy sources might be renewable. But as a company invested in a sector where such systems and transactions are actually built on, how do you navigate these issues? Well, so so I think what we do is really to build on top of them and, and to improve them uh, all the time. So even for Bitcoin, people are looking at uh, more efficient ways, more energy, more uh, energy efficient ways of, of mining Bitcoin. And protocols like Carbon and Ethereum, we are actually moving from a proof of work scheme, uh, which does consume significant energy, to something called proof of stake. Uh, this actually reduces uh, a lot of the concerns um, by, by actually eliminating mining altogether. I suppose then, uh, Ivan, that brings me to the final question, which is the million-dollar question. The rebrand and the future that you've sort of forecast and everything that you've been, you've been talking about, does it work and will it 
enlighten the wider market and the wider audience into embracing things like blockchain and, and this whole blockchain, uh, so-called blockchain shift that we see? Well, so we really like the company name and <laughs> it's to be seen uh, how well it plays out. But the, we chose the name because it really resonated with what we felt the protocol was designed to achieve. Mm-hmm. So we, we envisioned Carbon to be at the core of the decentralized finance or DeFi world, uh, just as the Carbon atom right, is at the core of all living things. And just as Carbon atom is able to easily bond with other elements, the Carbon protocol is actually able to connect with the other blockchains that we mentioned, like Bitcoin and Ethereum, with, uh, with relative ease. Yeah. So in the end, we, we also really loved how the name line up with how we saw the protocol would be used in future. There's to be part of everything, but hidden in plain sight. Ivan, that was a nerd answer, but I really love it. Thank you so much for sharing that with <laughs> us. Ivan Poon, CEO of Switchio Labs. Thanks for your time. You take care and stay safe, yeah? Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.